Swing into Seaside Golf in Ocean City, Maryland. Play like a pro at 17 championship courses designed by golf legends like Jack Nicholas and Arthur Hills. Tee off on sweeping vistas at Eagles Landing. Savor the coastal views of Lighthouse Sound. Or see why Ocean City Golf Club is considered one of the Mid-Atlantic's finest fairways. Whether you're sneaking in a quick round on a family vacation or going all in on a golf getaway, fun is always in play at Ocean City, Maryland. Plan your trip at OCOcean.com. Hey, Fidelity, how can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Hello, friends, and thanks for downloading another weekly episode of the Money Girl podcast. My name is Laura Adams. I'm a personal finance expert and award-winning author based in Austin, Texas. Last week in podcast number 507, I did a Q&A show about IRAs, or Individual Retirement Arrangements. I covered some great questions that came in from podcast listeners and folks who are in my Dominate Your Dollars private Facebook group. So if you missed it, be sure to check it out. Another question that often comes up about planning for retirement is, how do I factor in Social Security benefits? And what's the future of that program? So that's what we're going to cover today. The Social Security program has been providing a critical financial safety net for Americans for over 80 years, and it pays benefits to tens of millions of people who survive the death of a close family member. Those are known as survivor's benefits, and it pays to people who are disabled and also to those who reach a set retirement age. And the retirement benefit is the biggest part of the program, but many people don't fully understand how it works or the role that it plays in financial planning in general. Even if you're nowhere near retirement age, this is a key topic and a benefit that you should get familiar with as early as possible so you can get the most out of it. One day, you may also be in a position to help a family member or friend when it comes to their Social Security benefits. So stick with me. I promise you'll get value from the show. To help me highlight key benefits of the program and some serious mistakes you should avoid, I spoke with Bill Rinaldi, CFP and Regional Vice President for Security Mutual Life. Here are some of the topics we're going to cover. We talk about how much employees and those who are self-employed pay into the Social Security program. We cover who qualifies for retirement benefits under the earnings test, the pros and cons of taking retirement benefits early. We talk about whether the Social Security system will even be around in the future to pay benefits. And we cover some common mistakes when claiming Social Security that can really cost you. And in the notes for this show on the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com, you'll find some great tips that Bill provided. It's called The Five Most Common Mistakes When Claiming Social Security. We have time to cover a couple of those mistakes here in the show, but I'd encourage you to go to the blog to check out all five of his great tips. Okay, let's go to the interview. 
Bill, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. Well, thank you, Laura. It's it's, it's really great to be here. Uh, I've been a fan of the program for a while, and I, I just can't tell you how happy I am. I know you do a lot of good for a lot of people, and uh, I'm hoping to contribute at least a little bit to that. Oh, I know you will. So you are a social security expert and also a certified financial planner. How did you come to know so much about social security? Well, actually, uh, we started publishing. I had a separate company that published some material on social security because we found so many of our clients uh, were making bad decisions. And the problem with making a bad decision on Social Security is that it could affect your income every month for the rest of your life. So it's a lot more important than people realize uh, to make sure you get that decision right. And that's really what got us on this path. There are a lot of things that people don't know about and are misinformed about. And uh, we found we could really do a lot of good by focusing on Social Security. And this was a number of years ago. Things have changed since then, but uh, the, the basic concept is still there. So let's back up and talk about what Social Security is. Most people sort of know it as this general idea of a program that's going to help me in the future when I retire. But there's actually a lot more going on with Social Security and a lot more benefits that are there that I think a lot of people don't realize. So tell us in a nutshell, what are sort of the package of benefits that you get from the Social Security program? Well, by far the biggest is the retirement benefit, which starts at what's called your full retirement age. Uh, I think for most of your listeners, that's going to be age 67. If you were born prior to 1955, it could be as early as age 66. But that's the biggest benefit. And basically, you would get a monthly check from Social Security direct deposited into your account that's hoping to offset some of the costs you have when you retire. Uh, it's not going to offset all the costs you have when you're entire retire, but at least it gives you uh, a little bit of a cushion. Now, in addition to that, there are some other benefits. Perhaps the most uh, commonly known one is the disability benefit. So if you qualify for Social Security and you become disabled prior to your full retirement age, you have the opportunity to collect your Social Security benefit early if needed. You know, you mentioned a really important point that Social Security is not meant to be your retirement. It was never designed to be your full retirement income. It is really meant to supplement you and, and make sure that you've got a safety net for retirement. So if anybody who's listening is thinking, oh, I don't need to plan for retirement, I've got Social Security, what should they know about the maximum benefit? I mean, if, you're, if your income is pretty high and you qualify for the maximum benefit, what does that mean in terms of income down the the road? Well, it, it's not enough to live off of, I would say, almost no matter where you live. If someone turns 66 this year, 2017, the maximum benefit they can get is $2,687 a month. And that doesn't even include uh, a deduction for Medicare. If you subscribe to Medicare Part B, for example, or Part D, that's going to come off of that $2,687 a month. So at the end, it's going to be awfully hard to live off of what's left over uh, if you've got to pay the bills uh, based upon just your Social Security. So you really do, do need to um, do something else to add a 401k or something like that. 
That's why I'm always harping on retirement, retirement, retirement. It's so important to be prepared. If you're going to just count on Social Security, you're likely going to be living in the poverty level, right? You're going to be at a maximum of, of about $30,000, and that's if you had very high you know, income during your, your lifetime. So let's talk a little bit about how you do qualify. How does the government know how much to pay you when you eventually do claim a Social Security retirement benefit? Well, it's a government program, so you know it's not going to be simple, right? I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's a little bit complicated. Uh, what they do is this. In order to qualify for a personal benefit, now there are supplemental benefits we can talk about a little bit later, but in order, in order to qualify for a personal benefit, you need to work the equivalent of 10 years and get Social Security withheld from your pay for that 10 years. Now, when they calculate the benefit, they use your highest 35 years of earnings. So if you want to get that maximum number we talked about before, you have to work 35 years and work full time for those 35 years. Uh, In other words, let's say you only work 15 years. If you work 15 years, when they do the average to calculate the benefit, what they would do is they throw in 15 years of earnings plus another 20 years of zeros. So that would reduce the overall benefit. So it really takes a full 35 years to really max out that benefit. And a lot of people don't realize that if they're collecting a paycheck from an employer, they've got a W-2 job, that they're only paying half of the percentage of both Social Security and Medicare tax. And I know a lot of people that end up going into business for themselves or maybe doing freelance work and you know, becoming a 1099 employee, and then all of a sudden they're paying the social or rather the self-employment tax and mm-hmm. they're paying the full amount. And it's rather shocking. Uh, A lot of people don't realize that their employer is kind of picking up half of that benefit. So talk a little bit about how much we're contributing and and what the maximum uh, income is where you sort of cap out for Social Security. Well, sure. First of all, let me say that uh, before anybody ever does any planning with Social Security, it's a good idea to go on to the SSA website and get your statement because on that statement, as of this year, they're actually showing you how much money has gone into the program out of your pay since inception. And if you can be in for a shock if you've never seen that before. If you're a middle-aged person, you're going to see a six-figure number in there and realize that you've paid that much money over the years into Social Security. The way the program works, they withhold 6.2% of your income up to a maximum. The maximum is $127,200. So they don't withhold anything once you get above that number, but 6.2% of your income up to 127200 that works out to $7,886. That's what you as an individual would pay if you had the max income in one year. And then when you factor in the, fa- the idea that you are self-employed, if you're self-employed, it's double that amount. So that's almost $16,000 you pay into Social Security just in one year. That doesn't include Medicare, but that's still an enormous amount of money. Yeah, if you add Medicare onto that, you're tacking on about another 3% of income. So it is a big shock to folks who become self-employed, and and that's why it is so important to really plan for taxes if you do make that switch from a W-2 job to a 1099 position. This is BVK for Ocean City Tourism, OCMD Streaming Audio. 
On March 11th, 2024, the title of the spot is STSA Leisure Summer. This is a 30-second composite stereo streaming audio mix. Get away with friends to the laid-back Maryland coast, where you can catch up while casting off and hang 10 while hanging out, where a day on board is never boring and full throttle is half the fun, where you can sink a putt, raise a glass, and there's always room for one more round. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at oceocean.com. With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can give your lawn or garden beds a pop of color and protection. Right now, get a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow Mulch, five bags for just $10. Help your soil retain moisture longer with color that lasts up to 12 months. Shop Memorial Day savings for a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow Mulch, five bags for just $10 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Bill, taking retirement early is probably a goal of many listeners, but talk about some of the downsides of taking Social Security benefits early. Well, the way the system works is that you can start collecting your Social Security benefit as early as age 62 uh, or as late as age 70. And usually there's a number in between there, which is called your full retirement age. That's when you would get 100% of your benefit and that would be either age 66 or age 67 or sometime in between, depending on what year you were born. For most of your listeners, I think uh, if you were born 1960 or later, your full retirement age is age 67. So what that means is that if you decide to start collecting your Social Security at age 62, you're collecting five years early. So there's a reduction in the benefit by doing that. And uh, the government actually uses fractions to figure out what <laughs> what the number is. But if you if your full retirement age is 67 and you start at age 62, you're going to collect 70 percent of your benefit. So if your benefits a thousand dollars at age 67 and you start at age 62, you're going to start five years early and that may be good. But you're going to get that reduction and you're only going to get seven hundred dollars rather than the full thousand dollars. 
And so if we wait until age 70, what's the benefit of doing that? Well, the benefit of doing that is that you get 8% per year increase in the benefit. So going back to the previous example, your full retirement age is age 67. You're going to get $1,000 a month. Uh, If you wait the extra three years, you're going to get $1,240 per month, and that applies for the rest of your life. So it's a question of how long are you going to live after age 70 to try and figure out whether that's worth it or not. So let's talk about some of the biggest mistakes that you have seen people accidentally fall into, or maybe um, maybe they've gotten bad advice from somebody who is a Social Security personnel, uh, you know, Social Security advisor who works for the government. A lot of times we know that they may not know your full picture. They may not really know uh, enough about you, but yet they're giving you advice on what to do with Social Security. So what what's happening with Social Security that you would like to see people kind of avoid? What mistakes are they making that you really want to to clear up for them? Well, I think the first one is the one you just mentioned. Understand that in my uh, interactions with Social Security personnel, uh, they've always been very dedicated uh, and well-trained, but they don't know you, first of all. And second of all, they are trained in such a way that they are specifically prohibited from giving you any kind of specific advice as to what claiming strategy to use. So I think the biggest mistake people make is just not engaging the services of a qualified professional to figure out what the best option is. Because again, that you make a bad decision and it's going to cost you. And over time, that number could be really significant. So that's the first mistake, making sure you get qualified help from someone who knows what they're talking about when it comes to Social Security. The program is is incredibly complicated when you go through all these claiming strategies and all these supplemental benefits and so on. You really got to be sharp to make sure you know what you're talking about on this. The thing I wanted to say here is this is a one-time decision. All right, just remember that. So it, it pays to get it right the first time. But if you do get it wrong, uh, you can you have 12 months to withdraw the application. So what that means, though, is that if you let's say you're nine months in and you realize you made a mistake, you can go back to Social Security and make the withdrawal. But then you got to pay him back anything that you've taken out since then. Any payments you've gotten over those nine months have to go back to Social Security. So it's a complicated procedure. I think you're much better off getting it right the first time. Absolutely. All right. What's another mistake that you see people make? Well, probably the second biggest one is that people tend to look at their benefit in a vacuum. In other words, they're looking at themselves as an individual. What is best for me as far as a claiming strategy? I'm not going to live that long, I don't think. So maybe I ought to claim at 62. The problem is that there are these other benefits, particularly if you are married, that you have to consider. I think probably the biggest one is the survivor benefit. Let's say I my personal benefit's $1,000 and my wife has a benefit of $2,000. Well, the survivor benefit works in such a way that if you both make it past age 70, the survivor benefit becomes the higher of the two benefits. So if we're both 75 and something happens to my wife, I would get a step up. I wouldn't get $1,000 anymore as a personal benefit. I would now move up to the survivor benefit of $2,000. So you have to consider the role of that other spouse. Uh, My spouse might have thought, 
she wasn't going to live that long, therefore she should collect early. But when you factor in the, the idea that your surviving spouse could outlive you, sometimes by a significant amount, if there's an age difference, you have to consider that survivor benefit. It's not that simple of a, just a, what's the best benefit for me? You have to look at the whole family. The statistics indicate that if you have a married couple and those two people are currently in their 60s, there's a very good chance that one of those two people is going to live past age 90. So how do you plan for that? Well, if you look at the married couple and you look at the survivor benefits, very often the best strategy would be for the person who has the higher personal benefit to wait until age 70 to collect. Because if they wait until age 70 to collect, and I'm presuming both of these people are going to live past age 70, if they wait until after age 70, that maximum benefit to that higher earning individual becomes the survivor benefit for either themselves or the other spouse, whoever is the survivor. And as we said, that could last for many years into the future. Right. So you don't want to lock a spouse into a lower benefit than they could get otherwise. Exactly right. And keep in mind that uh, surveys indicate that the one thing retired couples are most concerned about is outliving their money. Yeah. And one way one way to cushion against that is to do something like this is to wait until age 70 to start collecting Social Security because you're going to have it's almost insurance against living too long if you do that. Bill, you mentioned supplemental benefits. Let's circle back and define what those are. Oh, sure. There are a lot of things uh, that people are eligible for that they might not be aware of. Uh, I was shocked by a, a, uh, a study I saw by the GAO last year, which indicated that the majority of people were not even aware that Social Security has a spousal benefit. And a spousal benefit is a very simple thing. It just goes back to the to the old days in the 1930s and 40s when Social Security got going, uh, where in most cases you had a husband who went outside the home and worked and a wife who stayed at home and raised the children. And they decided it would be a good idea to have a spousal benefit. And a spousal benefit is basically if you have a non-working spouse – that non-working spouse is entitled to a 50% benefit, 50% of the working spouse's benefit. So there are a lot of situations where someone in more modern times might have worked part-time for years. And let's say I have a, a, a $2,000 benefit and my wife has a $400 or a $600 benefit. Well, in that case, she would be entitled to more than just the four hundred or six hundred dollars. She could bring it up to a thousand because of that spousal benefit. A lot of people aren't aware of that. And by the way, where I see uh, people coming up short more often than not, believe it or not, is with divorced spouses. Because if you were married for ten years and got divorced, you are entitled to that same spousal benefit as someone who is still married. And a lot of people don't realize that. I think the bottom line is that this is a really complicated program and you need to get help to figure it out. And, and so what are some of the life situations that people may come up against even before retirement where it would behoove them to talk to a financial professional about Social Security benefits? Well, let me give you one example about, and this uh, involves another supplemental benefit. Uh, we'll take the President of the United States as an example. He is 
70 years old, correct? And he has a son who is, I think, 11 years old. Uh, he could apply for Social Security and he could get a supplemental benefit for his son. So, for example, if he were, let's say, 66 instead of 70, he might apply earlier because he could get that supplemental benefit for his son or a supplemental benefit for his spouse uh, earlier than you might think. So there are a lot of extra benefits, a lot of situations, and particularly when you start getting involved in disability uh, or, or a, an adult disabled child where there are other benefits that – the Social Security officer in the office might not be able to explain to you fully that you need to be aware of. Bill, what do you think the future of this program is? There seems to be a lot of debate about the sustainability of the program. Do you feel like it's going to continue as is, or do you think there'll be some significant changes? Well, understand that I, I'm not sure I can always predict what's going on in Washington. I don't think anybody can. Uh, if you People get scared because if you read your Social Security statement right now, it tells you what's going to happen if nothing changes. And the, the numbers change every year. But basically, it's a, if you wait until age uh, – if you wait until – the year, I think it's 2031, and nothing changes. The statement says that from that point forward, they're only going to be able to pay 70-something percent of your benefit. So a lot of people get scared when they look at that. And as a result of that, I think a lot of people end up claiming early because of the idea that they want to get their piece while it's still there, and that's in the belief that it's not always going to be there. Now, this is just my personal opinion, and I, I'm not making any guarantees – but it seems to me that it's, it, it wouldn't be really that difficult to make a couple of changes to Social Security uh, and that could solve the problem relatively easily. You could raise the income thresholds fairly easily. As I mentioned, the current uh, threshold is $127,200. You could increase that. That would bring more money into the program. Another thing that maybe makes sense to do is increase the full retirement age. I remember uh, when I was a kid – they changed the full retirement age uh, from 65 to 66 and eventually to 67. That change was made back in 1983, and they haven't touched the full retirement age since then. Now, what do you think has happened uh, to life expectancy in all those years? A full retirement age in 1935 was age 65. Today, it's either age 66 or age 67. Life expectancy has gone up by a lot more since then, so they're covering a lot more people. That's part of the issue that they have. And then the other issue they have is with the disability claims, which have been far bigger uh, than, than they anticipated. So I, I don't think it's really that difficult to solve the problem, and I do think the program is going to be there in the future, absolutely. Yeah, this is great information, Bill. If folks are interested in learning more about you and getting some help with their Social Security decisions, where can they go? Uh, well, probably the best thing to do is email me, and I'll give you my email address. It's wraynald, W-R-A-I-N-A-L-D, at smlny.com, securitymutuallifeofnewyork.com, S-M-L-N-Y. Bill, thanks so much for joining me and sharing your expertise. Oh, fantastic. It's great to be here, Laura. If you take away one concept from this show, remember that maximizing Social Security benefits can be tricky 
and most people should seek professional advice before making a decision. If you've never checked your social security statement, take a few minutes to do that and create an online account at ssa.gov. Once you turn 25, they maintain a database of your income. So you want to check your stated earnings and verify that the amounts are correct each year. Be sure to get any errors corrected because that can affect your benefits in the future. Your statement shows estimates of the three different types of benefits you may get, and you'll see how your retirement payments would change depending on whether you claim them before or after your full retirement age. And as we discussed, the longer you wait to start receiving payments, the higher your retirement benefit will be. To keep the money conversation going with a terrific community, join my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. To request your invitation, visit Dominate Your Dollars on Facebook or send me a text message for immediate access. Just text DOLLARS to the number 33444. I'll see you in the group. You can also visit lauradadams.com to email me your money question. Send me feedback about the show or maybe some ideas for future episodes. And if you're enjoying the show, let me know by subscribing for free and taking a minute to submit a quick five-star review on iTunes, also known as Apple Podcasts. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week, courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. This is BVK for Ocean City Tourism, OCMD Streaming Audio. On March 11th, 2024, the title of the spot is STSA Leisure Summer. This is a 30-second composite stereo streaming audio mix. Get away with friends to the laid-back Maryland coast, where you can catch up while casting off and hang 10 while hanging out, where a day on board is never boring full throttle is half the fun where you can sink a putt raise a glass and there's always room for one more round ocean city maryland somewhere to smile about book your trip at oceocean.com buying a master mechanics tool set usually means high prices higher interest rates and who knows how many years of monthly payments but at gear wrench we don't believe that your tools should take years and years to pay for so check out Mega Mod Master Sets, the master mechanics tool sets that deliver pro-quality tools, organized storage solutions, an easy-to-use lifetime warranty, and much, much more. All for thousands less than you'd expect. So don't wait. Explore the sets and check availability now. Only at GearWrench.com.